0: This is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group, with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Today's episode is a little different. It's actually an interview with Sylvia Henderson, CEO of MindTeam Solutions. And this is an innovative company who is doing something that I don't believe anybody else is doing. They're taking the idea of masterminds and bringing it into the corporate world. They have a particular structure and process and training that they take what they call these idea mind teams through. And so Sylvia and I had a lovely conversation about strengths-based teams. You've been hearing me talk about that these last few episodes, as well as the benefits of something like an idea mind team and how that can can benefit, as well as some of the challenges of getting this innovative idea out there. So I hope you enjoy the the conversation between Sylvia and me. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out.
1: Dawn, I know um, part of what we're gonna be doing in idea mind teams or in, in forming groups is having assessments and sometimes I think that the world is like full of assessments and there's such a, I don't know, I won't say negative vibe, but there's such a, I see eyes roll sometime when I, when I talk about assessments and because there's so many, I mean, people know about Myers-Briggs and disc and who's he, what's it's and personalities and all that. Um, I, one of the things that I liked was the strengths finder assessment and I know that you are now certified to work with, what's it? It's called Talent to Strengths. And uh, it's, it's basically for teams
0: to be able to bring those talents to more of a strength, meaning most of the time when they're doing a particular activity, they're doing it with excellence. Talent just means you're predisposed in that particular area. A strength takes talent and skill and experience. Hmm.
1: Okay. So, how does that play out? Like, so in a workplace, yeah, you know, I've hired. I've hired you to do something. Um, a lot of times I would hear, "I don't care what your strengths are. This is your job."
0: Well, and and that's one <laughs> of the reasons why we really believe, um, you know, in our company with Schuler Group is that the right people in the right seats, and and the right person is really the person whose values align with that of the organization. The right seat means they can actually do the job that they're supposed to do. We believe that it's more important to have the right person because the right seat can be trained or taught or hmm. whatever it might be in certain circumstances. I mean, I'm, I might be the right person um, in a hospital, but I am not the right seat for a brain surgeon. Okay, so that's not ever going to change. But what you were talking about is I just want you to be able to do your job if you know what you're predisposed to, where your strengths are, where your talents are, and you can bring that into whatever it is you're doing, even if maybe those skills and requirements of the job aren't exactly what you want to do. But if you can find a way to bring in – your talent of, like, for example, I'm a maximizer, so I want to make everything better. I want to take something that might even be working very well, but I want to make it even better. That's what they say, if it ain't
1: broke, don't fix it. I know,
0: I know. And it's like, no, but we can make it better. But how can I bring that in if, if maybe I'm not completely jazzed, which I think is where you were maybe going and implying, if I'm not completely jazzed by the job duties – well, how can I bring in those talents to make it better?
1: And I'm wondering if so, as I think about the work we're doing with with mastermind groups and that we've dubbed idea mind teams, because those groups consist of a mix of people. Um, I would think of different strengths. No, different talents. We'll try to use your term, although I'm so I'm so into strengths that. I'll probably slip Um, because it's a group of people with different talents. Would that be a way to maximize the different the different individuals so that it serves the organization?
0: Absolutely. I think any time that we can be aware of what are you good at? What do you like to do? Like what gets your juices flowing? And we can bring that in. Whether it's the same or similar to what gets my juices flowing, or whether it's different, I kind of see it as if we're all working toward our talents or our strengths. However, you know, we can use them interchangeably. It's like we're all rowing the boat in the same direction.
1: Okay, and that would be the corporate boat or the organization's boat, right? Or the department (laughs) boat. You know,
0: you know whatever. I think you can bring it. You can always bring it down. An idea, mine, team boat. You know what are they? What are they in this group to do? What, you know, what's the desired outcome? What are they hoping to accomplish? If everybody's on board with that, and is it's clear, then, and then they bring in their their
1: talents, and their values, and then they can all row the boat in the same direction. Okay, okay. And so I know the for the idea mind team. You know what's what's the purpose of that coming together? In an organization, there there are projects. There are project teams. There are uh, quality teams. There are there are teams with a specific purpose. And an idea mind team, it's kind. It's a little bit different in that it's not. There's not a finite. There's not a finite ending to an idea mind team. There's not a finite um outcome the 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 whole purpose of an idea mind team is for the cross cross departments cross projects cross i don't care what it is across an organization the purpose of the mind team is to work real time this month there may be one issue next month there may be another issue a different issue to work on issues work on individual issues together Ooh. <laughs> So that, so that for individuals to come together who are of like mind and have the, the, the like purpose of I need to solve an issue to be better at what I do or to do a job better. Um, somebody else needs to solve an issue that they may be afraid to solve or ask somebody about outside of this group, the safe group. Um, for those people, a small group, up to eight people come together and help each other solve their issues. Or help each other get ideas figured out um, so that they can go back and then work on their own projects, work in their other groups to move the organization forward. Because I know sometimes managers will say, so what's the value to us in the organization of these people coming together monthly to hash out issues? And the value is if they can air issues that they're stuck on and move forward with what they're supposed to be doing, then clearly that benefits the organization yeah
0: and i i can see uh your you have with your company and our, and our company there's some of those same challenges which is getting the decision makers to understand the value of this because it's a you know we can call it a soft skill or we could call it you know it's not um it may not be directly uh, you may not be able to tie ROI directly to yeah. it, um, except if you say, well, you can save time by solving issues more quickly and, and blah, blah, blah. But what I'm thinking is, so you've got to go into an organization and you say, here's this concept of idea mind teams. And so can you give examples of... Sometimes you have to meet the, the organization where they are, mm-hmm. right? Right. Is what I'm thinking, and mm-hmm. so then if you say, so so what's what's an issue you're you're dealing with right now, and they say, oh da 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 da, and they go, oh that's where an idea mind team could come in, where you know. Then if the idea mind team keeps going, and doesn't just huh. stop after this one issue, so can you can you maybe say a little bit more about maybe some of those issues that management, the decision makers, could go, oh this is something that we could use an idea mind team for.
1: Hmm, good question. So say an organization is dealing with um, it's not an HR issue, it's more an employee, it's more a, a, a project moving forward kind of an issue or an employee, even a, an employee performance issue. Okay, so say an employee is stuck. Well, they're working on a project. They're working in a project team. Um, they have a certain responsibility, yet they're stuck on let's say getting a deliverable done that the rest of the team needs to get needs in order to move forward. And the other team members, the other project team members are frustrated because they're not getting what they need from that employee. So that employee knows that once that that at some point, real time, not too long from from the time that they need this help, they can go to a group of people who Aren't depending on that deliverable. They're together just to help get past that roadblock, and so that employee comes to an idea mind team meeting and says, "You know, I've got a project. I've got a group that's waiting for me for a deliverable, and and I feel, however they feel, uh, because I can't get it done. And here's where I'm stuck. I'm stuck with." I don't know how to use a certain piece of software, and I'm afraid I'm, I'm I don't want to tell my manager this because he'll think he'll think I don't know my job. Um, the the mine team would then ask some more questions of that person to try to wheel, pull out: Is it really a problem of you don't know that software, or is it a problem that you don't quite have all the input you need to 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 create that document, whatever, there would be questions asked to try to really focus on the problem, on the issue. And then they would offer suggestions for, well, okay, I know that one person in the group. Well, I kind of know how to use that software. I can help you tomorrow. Another person in the group might say, have you tried looking online at, give a URL, and the person with the issue is writing all this stuff down. Somebody else says, well, have you thought about, about, Checking on the statistics for fill in the blank. And so the each person in the group is giving some suggestions to that one individual on how to get past that roadblock. And that individual leaves with all kinds of all kinds of help and solutions to getting past that roadblock so that they can go back and do their job much better, contribute to their project team, and move that project forward. That would be the value of an idea mind team because they're not vested in the specific work product they're invested in the individuals in the team in the group getting past their roadblocks and moving forward did that explain long-winded but that that was a great it was a great <laughs>
0: example and what it also says is that it makes the the people within that organization the resource. So you've got an internal yes. resource so that you don't have to go outside. They don't have to send that employee to the external software company for more training. Uh, perhaps not, but you know, right. because they're, they're utilizing the resource of their own people. Even if it's in a way, this is how I'm seeing it, even if it's in a way that their job descriptions yeah. don't necessarily... Uh, describe you know part of your job description is that you will be part of this monthly blah 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 um, and which makes I'd also see that it increases employee engagement Uh because then those members of that idea mine team because they were able to help the fellow employee the employee who was having issues feels supported then they're more engaged mm-hmm. which means increased productivity here's your ROI you know increased productivity less absenteeism less turnover uh, you know, all those things which lead to reduced expenses and higher
1: profits and one of the questions that we just started asking ourselves with 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 why be in a group it's why be in such a group like as this it's a lot of times there's input um, it's what do you, what don't you know that you don't know that's a big question we're starting to ask people now uh, because you know because you don't know and maybe that one thing that an individual doesn't know they don't know somebody else might know that and all of a sudden more ideas more strategies more i mean it, it could open a world of you know, saving money, um, saving a resource, sharing a resource, collaborating with somebody else in order to shorten the time frame for something to happen or you know, find a different market for a whole organization to be in. Uh, so let me ask you,
0: after that first meeting, and maybe, it, maybe there were several other meetings right. where that, in your example, the employee was struggling and the idea of my team came together, helped that employee out. The value, from what I understand, is that the idea mine teams continue month after month after month. So what happens the second month? Because let's say in that first month, they, they all rallied around the, the employee. They helped him out. Mm-hmm. He went off. He was able to complete his part of the project. Why
1: should they meet again? Okay. So you've got a group of eight people. Um, two to three of them each, each month have that chance to spotlight, share an issue sh- or share an idea uh, that they're trying to build. So, but that doesn't help all eight. Well, it does help everybody because just being involved in that conversation, you learn no matter what, whether you were the spotlighter or whether you're, quote, just the participant sharing and giving your input. Um, the next time they meet, there's a whole facilitated way, there's a whole system to have three more people, two or three more people share an issue, an idea, a something that, that they need for their own job or to accomplish whatever it is they're trying to accomplish. So the month after month or the regular meetings, each individual in the group is having a chance to share something and be the spotlight person to work so that the group can work on their issues. Um, and let's face it, over the course of a year, tons of things come up that stymie somebody, that that are roadblocks, um, you know, three months from now, I don't even know what problem I'm about to encounter. So when I do, I've got the forum there to help me get past that problem. Um, the business is moving forward on, or the organization has, has got momentum for doing what the organization is supposed to be doing. I just, It's just issues are ongoing. Things pop up every every day that need to have somebody else's brain, you know, to help you solve. Um, or questions occur every day that it would help to have other brain power to work through those questions. So there is going to always be a need. I believe we believe for this regular group meeting to keep going
0: do you find that sometimes you have to coach or the facilitator the idea mind team facilitator has to coach people well let me let me say that a little bit differently i can see somebody going i don't have any ideas mm-hmm. i don't have any issues yes. i don't have any problems right now so i guess i don't have anything to contribute this month okay do you see that there needs to be some coaching to maybe pull those things out that aren't top of mind sure
1: sure and that will happen in the early stages of the group more than the latter stages because if a group meets consistently the same people month after month they become there's a whole system there's a whole process that they get used to early on we have trained we have trained facilitators whether internal or external to the organization we have trained facilitators that are that are taught how to bring out bring out the 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 jewels of people in the group, how to bring out and ask the questions that lead to, yeah, you do have an issue, or yeah, you do have an idea that you can share. So yeah, through train through facilitators trained to pull things out of people. And then once that once that tap is opened, <laughs> it's amazing how, in a trusting environment, in a safe environment, because that's the other thing that has to be convinced, people have to be convinced, especially in an organization that this really is safe and it may take a little while. I mean, I've been in an in corporate world for over 20 years and I know you yeah, your manager says, says you're part of this mind team. It's going to be safe and you're like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> yeah, right. Somebody's going to come back to you and tell you what happened. No, not that that's one. We have a whole system in place. Our our turnkey system is such that one of the rules of the road is what happens in an idea mind team meeting stays in an idea mind team meeting and there are ways to report because management wants to know the value of what you know what's happening There, there are ways that we have that they can they can learn the value of that of of um, idea mind team in process uh, in place without knowing what happens on the on the minute my bennett you know in within the meeting so that's what our system is set up to do—to keep the employees and the members of a mine team "quote safe," um, enough to trust asking those questions, being transparent, revealing what they're struggling with, without it getting back out to their management. Yeah, I can see—I um, can see how important it would be to really
0: get across from the very beginning that this is a safe place, and and knowing that we have put things in place this is the, this model that we follow, the system we follow. And because of that model and that system, that is part of what's going to keep things safe. Um, I was also thinking about the whole, I'm part of a a mastermind. We meet every two weeks. We've been meeting for probably close to two years and I run it, which is probably good because there are some times where I'm like, do we have to? Because it's seven o'clock at night. It's Ooh. been a long day, and then, invariably, I think a hundred percent of the time, we get on the Zoom call, we meet with with our mastermind members, and we always leave feeling yes. energized and awesome. But it's like, I forget that. But like I said, it's a good thing I'm running it because I, I'm I'm forced to to be there. And um, I but it's. It's what I can see. It's kind of like that, you know, an object at, at rest will remain at rest mm. unless acted upon by an external force. I'm thinking everybody in an idea mind team has to go back to their jobs,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then they're, you know, they're at they're at rest, right? If you think about the mm-hmm. idea mind team, because the idea mind team is at rest, and somehow you have to get them in motion. That external force to go. All right, it's time for our monthly me- meeting. I don't know if you. If, if you have any thoughts about that, but I can just see that mm-hmm. being a challenge of ex- getting across to people. Yes, you're probably going to resist, but once you're in it, yep. it's going to be amazing. Just trust me.
1: And that's, and that's part of the challenge of, of instituting idea mind teams in an organization. It is partially a trust me because many times organizations have never heard of mastermind groups and definitely not the, the branded idea mind teams. Um, that's also though why we have the trained facilitators, because for a and I within an organization, if you've got somebody who is identified as a leader or on a leadership path, um, or a succession path to some to another to a higher position in the company, there aren't that many chances to really practice leadership on a day to day basis, and so if you're not already having that title. And so facilitating an Idea Mind team is a perfect leadership practice opportunity because you have to do prep ahead of time, a little bit of prep to get the people to in. You know, you practice motivation, you practice coercion, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and uh, um, uh, you practice negotiation. Uh, so there's a lot of leadership skills that are practiced by a, a facilitator, and we train much of that. Um, let me ask. So, let me ask you, because we've been talking about mind teams. What do you do with the talents? So, talk a little bit about the process you go through. Because you know you've got so you've got an assessment as a tool, but it's not about the tool.
0: Well, okay. I'm I'm actually going to sort of correct you. It's a tool. It's just not the end all be all.
1: True, well, okay. But the tool is a means of of getting information of of self awareness as well as organizational awareness yes. so that's just the start
0: right and i see the value of any assessment that it gives people a shared language if they if they've all taken the same assessment and and i don't think there's any one assessment that is the end all be all that would replace every other assessment out there i think each assessment has its place um, one of the reasons why I really have always been drawn to the Strengths Finders—they're uh, shifting over to um, Clifton Strengths from their founder uh, Donald Clifton—is the idea is that if you have your your natural talents, your natural gifts, and you're predisposed to those particular areas, focus on those instead of trying to beef up your weaknesses.
1: Ah, okay. And that's
0: why I've always liked that. And um, an example is if you think about writing, if you take your I'm right handed. So if I were to write with my right hand and sign my name three times and then if I tried to do it with my left hand, I would struggle Right. and I could practice and I might have to practice for 50 years to maybe ever get my left hand at the same level of ability as my right hand why do I want to spend that effort and that energy and those resources on trying to beef up that non-dominant hand? So when you apply that to the things that we're good at naturally and the things that we're not good at naturally, to me it just makes logical sense that if we put more energy into developing those natural talents, we're going to get much more return on investment than if we put a good deal of our energy toward, well, let me try to improve my my weaknesses. Which is
1: what so much training and so much personal development is about.
0: Exactly, exactly. And then um, Donald Clifton, when he did all this research for something like 30 years on behalf of Gallup, what he said is he even used the term talents, and it's that mm-hmm. natural predisposition, and that strengths mean you are doing this particular activity with almost perfection it's it's almost 100% perfection but he says talent is your is your multiplier so if you take your knowledge and your experience huh. talent multiplies that knowledge and the experience to where it's much more exponential toward the idea of strength and there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about performance level like what what kind of performance level are we trying to to get to and then you bring in the idea of the talents or the strengths and all of that. So that's that's how we look at it as, um, you know, in an organization. I, going back to that right people in the right seats concept, um, zone of genius.
1: I've heard that term, yes.
0: Maximizing, you know, I mean, yes, that is my one of my strengths, but it's also, I just think it makes sense that why not look sure. at the talent in a room and go, wow, how can we maximize mm. this? How can we take advantage of it, obviously, in a positive, um, healthy way? But we've got this. It's a resource. And that's that's what I really want more organizations to see, is that their people are their most precious resource.
1: You see that written all the time. People are the most valuable resource. And, and it, it, the implementation of that. Just doesn't seem to happen as often as we would like. Yeah, the
0: implementation varies.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So as you're saying, as you're talking about difference between talent and strength and all that, I mean, the two equivalents that I so easily see are um, are athletics and music. I mean, you know, I'm thinking about the pianist who learns the learns the um, the mechanics fairly well, you know, fairly easily and has the opportunity there but it's the true it's the gifted that's that talent Mm -hmm. i guess person who becomes that well-known concert pianist who everybody knows by name i mean and the athletes same thing so i see that equivalent absolutely so when i was in high school i played
0: volleyball loved volleyball and you can't tell on the recording but i'm short i'm five foot one so in one of our practices, one of our drills, the coach had us all do a um, like a running jump to see how high we could jump. Okay. You know, so starting from like, it was like our jump reach, I think is what we called it. Um, or my, and we had to do one where we stood and then you jump up. I had the, the, the most distance. Wow. But it doesn't matter if I'm five foot one and I can, my distance from standing to jumping is higher than somebody else's. If they're six foot, they're they're reach still going to get higher. higher. Okay. So, like, yeah, I might be really good at that jump, but I'm still only five foot one. I'm not really going to become a spiker. That's just not going to happen.
1: So, give an example. In a, a, a real example that a, that a leader or a manager can can take a bite out of. Um, or grasp uh, on how this knowing people's talents and strengths is actually helping the organization. Absolutely, so um,
0: let's look at, let's say there's a talent called input, which is like this thirst for, it's it's sort of a thirst for information, but it's, it's kind of a collection of information. And and so it's just like, oh, I want that, I want that, I want this, I want that. The benefit to an organization is then that person becomes a resource. Of course, everybody's a resource, right? But they become a resource for information. You know, so, John, do you know where to find the blah, blah, blah? And he does because his this talent of input means... He wants to have the ability to put his fingers on any piece of information or, you know, wh- wh- however it, it manifests and be able to go, yeah, let me let me find that for you. And so when management knows that John has input as one of his top five talents or strengths, then he becomes the resource. And because it is one of his top five, when he's in alignment with, you know, he gets to be in alignment with that because people are pulling on him to use that mm-hmm. that talent. And then he's in alignment, feels like he's making more of a contribution, more of a valued member
1: of the organization, et cetera. So do you help management, and I'm using air quotes because management can be any, you know, any leadership up the line. Do you help an organization figure out who how to maximize their the the talents in a say you've got a 50 person organization or you know, a 500 person organization if I'm a manager I don't a I don't know all your all the different kinds of 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 talents that with these categories that you've mentioned and B how do I know how to put these people together so is that what you do so and well
0: certainly being able to, Provide the assessments, provide the analysis, and say, "Here's who you have in your organization." Um, believe it or not, we actually try to steer away from being really you know, hard nosed about. You need to make sure you have this kind of talent and this kind of talent, and make sure you've you know, you're pulling from these different different areas um, because we can get lost in in that, and uh, it's kind of like Really, letting the tool take over instead of you know people take over. That's why I said we see it as a tool, but simply a tool, not as as what should take center stage. Um, in the, going back to the strengths finders or the Clifton strengths, they've been uh, organized into four different categories, loosely based on a leadership model developed by somebody else at Gallup. But then people can go, oh, we need to have, you know, they're different colors. We should have, you know, somebody that's got blue and somebody that's got purple and somebody that's got yellow and somebody that's got red. But then you stop looking at the person and you start just looking at, you know, the way that the data, <laughs> the spread of the data. And we need to make sure that that's sp- well, then you, you've lost sight of okay. the actual purpose and the value of using a tool like that. I hope you enjoyed that conversation between Sylvia and me. If you have any questions about bringing an idea mind team into your organization or company, visit Sylvia at www.mindteamsolutions.com. If you have any questions about strengths and creating a strengths-based culture or workplace, then feel free to reach out to me at www.theshulergroupllc.com. Until next time, may you thrive.